0: The Better Me podcast. I am your host, Jen, and just a friendly reminder I'm merely a curious girl looking for a platform to chat, learn, and dish. Not a professional therapist or claim to be an expert. Also, in every episode, I can't assure you this is at all appropriate for children. So be aware of that when starting to listen. And with that, let's work on being a Better Me. Hi and welcome to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen and I am super excited about this episode today. We are going to be doing a kind of a breakdown of a article that was put together by an author named Mark Manson. And it's basically his way of kind of making the ultimate relationship slash marriage guide. Um, The do's and don'ts of sort of building like your perfect relationship. And the way that he stumbled upon it was at his own wedding, he was asking some of the people that were attending the wedding What was the secret to their lasting marriages? And the responses that he got were all pretty similar. And so he put it out to all of his readers and ended up compiling all of their answers and basically ended up with 12 solid, um, I guess, steps To building the best relationship and keeping uh, marriage flourishing and a relationship solid. So John is joining me today and we are going to go through all 12 of them and I found this to be super interesting and I think that it's going to be a really great discussion. So please stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, John will be joining me, and we will get to it. Thank you. Welcome back to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen, and joining me today is my favorite. It's my husband, John.
1: Yay, a rare appearance from John.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this one I had to have you for, and I was really excited to do this particular subject because I found so many interesting things about it. And, I mean, since you you are my husband, I thought you'd be the perfect person.
1: I am. But I, I have not done any prep work like you have. You've have done <laughs> all the research, so I'm kind of coming in blind. But I do know about our relationship. So, as it pertains <laughs> to your study, I would be able to provide some, some input.
0: I Well, I'm, I have no doubt about that at all. And um, you're great right off the cuff.
1: Oh, yeah, I work best (laughs) off the cuff.
0: So let me just give a little bit of background here. So this was started by, uh, his name is Mark Manson. He's an author, and he wrote the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And he also has written other books with similar titles. And they're mostly like self-help type books. What's his name? Mark Manson. No related. No.
1: <laughs> Charles, i take. Okay. No related. Because that guy would suck at as relationships. As far as I no. know. No, <laughs> okay.
0: Well, um, and so the way that it was explained was that he, at his wedding, he was asking around and asking these people, like, you know, what's your advice? What, you know, what do you think is the secret to a lasting and healthy marriage and the responses that he got back were all like pretty similar so then he went back and he ended up asking his readers on his website to email in what they think were the main points of what makes a good marriage
1: can i ask a dumb question sure how many times you been married
0: this was his first and only marriage okay so he wanted to make it last right right?
1: credibility then
0: so he thought, um, well, then when he got all the responses back, which the, there were like 1500 responses, um, he thought if I go through these and kind of break it all down, I could make the ultimate relationship guide for people. So, So that's what he did. Okay. So, and his criteria for the people... On the website, where they had to be either married or in a relationship for 10 plus years, or um, they had to be divorced but know exactly the reason why and have like a solid reason why.
1: So he, he took both good examples and bad examples.
0: Correct. All right. So, um, he narrowed down the answers, which ended up being, they were so repetitive that it ended up being really 12 solid answers.
1: And these are the common thread of the answers. These are these answers are the ones that jumped out that most couples gave the most to, right? Right. Okay. Yes. And you're going to read the question and then the answer?
0: Um, so I, I'll read starting with number one okay. out of the 12. Um, the number, well, if they weren't ranked one to 12.
1: No. So there's no, these are not in priority.
0: No. All right. But, uh, number one was be together for the right reasons. So meaning, um, you weren't pressured into getting married because you were young and wanted to have sex or your parents didn't force you to marry this person that they thought was perfect. Or someone got pregnant. Or right someone got pregnant or um so the
1: right reason is what love love
0: (laughs) love and mutual respect okay you know somebody that you could not imagine living without oh but another thing that he said was um that a lot of people rush to get married because purely because they're lonely and so they meet someone and they kind of settle because they think like, this could be my only chance not to be lonely. So they marry somebody that maybe, you know, isn't necessarily the right person. So. Or it's not necessarily the right time. Okay. Does that make sense? It it, it does,
1: but I, I I just have a quick question on that. So if somebody gets married because they, they don't want to be lonely, let's say that's the bad reason, right? Right. Well, Just to cure your loneliness. Okay, but they can still date, right? I mean, they don't have to get married to curb loneliness.
0: Well, no, but that's what I'm saying is that, like, don't, you know, I think what he's saying is, like, don't rush into getting married just because you're lonely. Right. Or just because you think that this could be your only chance and you're just settling for somebody who maybe isn't necessarily your right fit.
1: Okay. So that must be kind of hard advice for... Let's say I'm an individual, and I can't get a, a freaking date to save my life. <laughs> right. And I go through a huge dry period, right? And mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm, I'm 21, now I'm 25, now I'm 30. Mm-hmm. I have been on a date in five years.
0: Well, You see I mean... where I'm going?
1: Finally, I find someone t- who dates me and actually likes me. <laughs>
0: right. Holy shit, the temptation. Well, and I, and who knows? Maybe, does that feel like maybe you cling to them in a way that would be healthy. Like, would you fall in love with this person? I mean,
1: any port in a storm, right? <laughs> well, I, but I can see why that is good, a good advice, but tough to follow. Right. If you're desperate. Right. Okay.
0: Well, and I mean, other examples he gave was like image, you know, because you're, people think that you're perfect. So you get married because you're like, the captain of the football team and the lead cheerleader, and you've been dating forever. Oh. You know, like it, because it's like an image thing, or for codependence. You know, you're both heroin addicts, and oh, that's a good example. <laughs> that was my example. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> but codependence was one thing that he did mention. Um, also like to fix yourself. Like, don't marry somebody to fix what you are lacking you know like let's say uh one person is really outgoing and you're not don't marry somebody just because you think like this person is going to get me out there and you know because nobody can fix you but you
1: it's a good point
0: um okay so that was number one all right and um Another thing that he said but kind of like along that same line was that love was not the number one answer for like what makes things work. Okay. That, um, that respect was actually respect. one of them. Well, we'll get to that. But, um, you know, kind of going along with like being together for the right reasons, that love is never enough. It's not enough to sustain a relationship there has to, has to be like many other elements
1: makes sense so i'm really sucking at contributing here
0: <laughs> no you're not you're doing good <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm here to say it makes sense good uh, <laughs> absolutely
0: well i need your perspective okay um so the second one was have realistic expectations which i think is huge realizing that you're not always going to be head over heels, gaga, you know, for this person.
1: Yeah, I mean, I th- I think a lot of people, they call that the honeymoon stage. Right. And probably one of those vulnerabilities is proposing while they're in the honeymoon stage. True. You got to get out of the honeymoon
0: stage. Yeah. Yeah. You almost have to experience like a, you know, an ebb before you do something like that. Absolutely. Don't you agree? Yeah.
1: yeah. At at some point, you got to be able to look at your perspective, Mary, your partner, and go, she fucking gets on my nerves. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because that's when you know you're over the honeymoon. Because at first, they never get on your nerves. Right. But at some point, they do something where it gets on your nerves. That's when you kind of get the feeling that, all right,
0: I still
1: like her. I still like her, but she's on my nerves. (laughs) I have one nerve left, and she's on it.
0: (laughs) Not that I ever am on on your nerves.
1: No, but I... Oh, there was a... Yeah, yes. I knew there... I knew exactly at the time that you were on my nerves, and I knew exactly the time that, okay, the honeymoon stage must be over. Mm. I remember that.
0: Really? Yes. What, What was it specifically? You
1: do... You know this. What? Jamaica. Oh, yeah, I was done with your shit in Jamaica.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I remember it well. You do? Well, you gave me an ultimatum.
1: I did. (laughs) I was really digging you, but it just started, you started to go over the top.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, you know.
1: Do your listeners know that, or is that for a different episode?
0: No, I mean, feel free if you'd like. I, I, oh, you, you want me to tell that version? Either way, I mean, are they going to differ much? Well,
1: I don't know. So we were dating. I don't know how long we were dating. A couple, few months maybe, right?
0: It was, yeah. like so a few much, months, right? And I thought
1: everything was going well, but you had a very kind of a, a cold, icy side to you when it, 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 several times. I had a wall. You had a wall. That's good work. You had a wall.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: wall wasn't coming down. Right and you, apparently you thought I don't know what 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 made you put up that wall? You thought I was well, full of shit, or people,
0: yeah. Okay. I mean, I felt like you were too good to be true.
1: Too good to be true.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Anyway, <laughs> this culminated in a trip down to Jamaica with your parents. Right. And you, I don't remember what was going on. It was you know decades ago, but or a long time ago. But I got just got tired of this this icy, the ice queen.
0: Right. attitude
1: of yours <laughs> and finally came well, the- I was
0: finding it very difficult to be vulnerable oh I felt like if if I lost that then I would get really hurt
1: well I don't know exactly remember what happened but something
0: we were arguing about something okay yeah
1: and that kind of put me over the top where finally I said hey when we go back when we get out of here if something doesn't change this shit's over I'm, I'm outie yeah <laughs> yeah and then but you did you made a remarkable 180 degree flip like that night. I mean yeah. you were different after that conversation.
0: Well, I think I needed you to tell me like it's okay to be vulnerable because that to me like you saying that that made you vulnerable. So seeing you that way it was like okay. I don't think you know, I was he's opening up, now I need to open up.
1: I I don't know if I would consider that vulnerable. I would consider that just Tired of dealing with your shit.
0: <laughs> Come on. Well, no, I'm like, serious. Let's I mean, let's look at it not from like the like super dude perspective. No, no, I'm
1: not. But that's what I'm saying, because I was always trying to placate to your needs and uh, make sure that you know I did just the right thing. I said the right thing, and there was just there was always in return getting that that cold icy side right so that's not that that's just the opposite of 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 what your example that's just kind of just getting feeling hey this this relationship is not too way i'm putting way too much more effort right in what i'm getting back here yeah and enough is enough that's not trying to be super dude that's just like okay i mean i was older you were older you know
0: no but i think that i am there was like a certain element of vulnerability in there that made me think like, okay, now I can like let down this wall and okay. you know, all right. I could tell you how I was really feeling. We're going off the trail. Well I know, but we were telling the story. Right. Okay. So anyway, everything ended up that like after that day it was like, okay, I can I'm I'm ready to tell him I love him. I'm ready to like
1: It was a reset
0: button. It was a reset button. Okay. It was good. All right. So, well, and then it also made me think, like, you weren't too good to be true. Like, <laughs> well, no, but, you know, that you really were being honest. Yes. So, anyway, so back to have realistic expectations. It's not always going to be happily ever after. No. So, um, you have to kind of know that you're both going to constantly evolve and change, and things are going to ebb and flow, and you have to kind of... You know be good with that um and i think that uh, there's times when one might need more than the other and you have to be realistic that you know you're not both going to be like super crazy for each other at the same times
1: yeah i think that makes sense there's probably times where you're more needy in our relationship but there's probably more times than I'm more needy in the relationship.
0: Yeah. And I think that we both kind of accommodate each other in those, in those times. Right. Um, and another thing that he said that I thought was pretty, you know, poignant was true love equals constant commitment, regardless of circumstances. So True love, like true unconditional love, is the same whether you're living in a cardboard box or you know a mansion in La Jolla. Yeah, you know,
1: I, mean, I, I mean, I, I, I could s- certainly see that. I mean, I don't think,
0: and that you're committed to each other.
1: In yeah, life. I mean, look at all the Hollywood marriages that don't turn out. I mean, you can't tell me that they're all getting married for the same reason. You're either a get married for status. Money, image. image, right, or honeymoon stage. How many of those people get married lickety-split? Right. You know? Yeah. Miley Cyrus.
0: <laughs> yeah, she ended up divorcing. Really yeah,
1: shocker. Quick.
0: Well, and, and I'm sure that there's other pressures there, too, that don't exist for other people. Oh, absolutely. I get that. Um. So number three, and this was like the biggie, was that the most important factor in A healthy marriage and relationship is respect not love
1: okay so when when you said (laughs) that earlier I kind of filed away a question on that okay so the most important thing element was respect over love right all right so define that and how do you define it and how do you flip it like a switch
0: well basically what he was saying was when you sort of are not feeling those like butterfly flutters and you're not sort of head over heels that in the end you still respect that person that you know you look up to them and you respect their core values so even if if love is kind of gets like pushed to the side for a little while and it probably will come back. But even if it got pushed to the side for a little while that you still feel like I respect this person because they're an amazing, um, father and they, you know, are a great provider and they're, they have, you know, integrity and they're loyal, you know, and I trust them. So does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So, uh... Obviously, but those aren't all those the reasons that make up love. I mean,
0: yeah. And I think maybe, you know, when, when he says that, I think maybe he's talking more about being like in love, like, like head over heels in love. You know, I think you can love somebody at some points and not feel that like ooey gooey in love feeling, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that, say, your grandparents, I can't imagine that on their, you know, 55th wedding anniversary that they were still feeling like, I can't get wait to get home and tear your clothes off.
1: Okay. You know? I could have been, went without that example. <laughs> I, I get it.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: so absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess... You know, you always have that sort of love for somebody. Like, maybe there's someone in your family that you don't enjoy them as a person, but you love them. Absolutely. And maybe there are times with a spouse that that would be the same case. That you don't really like them, but you love them. But respect is sort of always there.
1: Yeah, I, I I I can see that. I mean, there are there have been times in our relationship where I, I've never felt like okay, I, I don't love her today, but there are certain times where you know something has happened mm-hmm. and I'm on your nerves or you're on my nerves or whatever, but I still know as a whole you are top of the line. No, I'll think so. You know, you are because you're the <laughs> whole package, and I always. that that resonates with me and that I I never, that's never lost on me. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Me too. And I think, you know, there's always like that, you know, you appreciate that person's integrity and you appreciate who they are at the core and um, that they're, and you, I think you still respect them even when you're not feeling that sort of like, Butterfly Yeah. You know, I get it. Gaga. Okay, family. that makes sense. And it's kinda of funny too because actually our pastor said that in our vows, like he, in our service. He did? Yeah, I remember he said Jen is not always gonna be oh, so yes. you know. <laughs> yes, he did.
1: He did he did <laughs> so
0: beautiful and breathtaking and John's not always gonna be so dapper and you have to find what else is there underneath.
1: That's right. He did say that. Because yeah. I remember people snickering when they said that,
0: right? Uh,
1: the John Dashing part. <laughs> At least my friends were
0: snickering; like they disagreed with that. Uh, it was. <laughs> I that was a really cute part, though. And then he said, "It, it might boggle the mind now."
1: <laughs> well, you still look as beautiful to me. Oh,
0: thank Yeah, <laughs> you're just as dashing to me. I just told you that yesterday. I actually. know. I love it. <laughs> um. Also, like, respect for their time. So, allowing your partner freedom, allowing them alone time.
1: Well, I think we have this down.
0: Yeah, we do. And we'll, there's actually more to that later. Okay. So, we'll get into that. Um, Let's see. Oh, also, respecting your spouse enough to not talk about them to others. So... It, bringing up things that they've done that bother you and kind of putting that out there for other people.
1: Like going on a trip with the guys talking about the old ball and chain or
0: right. Like she never gives it up or whatever.
1: No, no. I, I think I can completely see that, you know, and I get where sometimes you want to vent to somebody. If you got a good friend or you've got a brother or somebody and you want to vent about something your spouse is doing, it's easy to do that because you got to kind of get it off your chest somewhere. Right. With that being said.
0: I think there's a way to do that, though, while still respecting your partner. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm sure that mentioning something that your your spouse did that you didn't like is different than, you know, really going on a rant on how irritating your wife is. You know, we, we know right. couples like that. They're like, holy sure. shit, dude. You just unloaded for 30 minutes about your wife why why are you freaking married
0: oh it makes you sad for the other person it does well and you kind of want to turn around and say you know you obviously don't respect yourself very much because you're the one who chose to marry this person so if she's such a piece of shit then yeah (laughs) like you should be looking in the mirror
1: yeah that would that would be my inner voice (laughs) <laughs> I probably wouldn't say that.
0: But. Well, and I think if you if you actually think that to yourself, you know, like if I ever wanted to say something negative or, you know, unload on someone about my spouse, like I should really be thinking about like like how do I feel about myself that I made this decision? Well, know? yeah,
1: but it's different because I could have changed over the course of 20 years. 20 years ago, you decided to marry me. Maybe I didn't have that yeah. part of my it wasn't But you're still with that person. Well, yeah. I mean, some people stay with a, a, a spouse. Well, now we're in a whole different element because now it's out of comfort. Now it's maybe due to financial. Might, might might be due to kids. Right. That's a whole other element
0: there. Right. So well, and I mean, those are you have to question those things too. I think. Yeah. <sighs> um, but also, you know, when you're talking about someone when you're talking about your spouse to someone really it it ends up only kind of fueling how bad you feel
1: yes yeah you're just you're just replaying it whatever's causing you to talk about it you're just replaying it and getting pissed up, off all over again right yeah <laughs> right.
0: um and then at the end of that uh the number 3 the respect one He was talking about not having secrets, but then the next one is pretty much all about that. So, number four is talk openly about everything, even if it hurts. So, he said... Mm. If you have a crush on somebody, you should be able to talk to yourselves about that. Oh, man. (laughs) And laugh about it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Apparently, he's a fucking expert. Uh, I mean, I...
1: When, think, when, when did, when, just out of curiosity, when did, when did he write this book? When did he write this article? Like 2017. Okay. And he's still married, right? Do we know that? Do we ever circle back to find out?
0: Um, I'm pretty sure he is, but. Okay. I mean, I'll find out. but Yeah. It, I mean, basically what he said is having secrets just breeds resentment, distrust. I know, and but, but I'm,
1: okay. I, I get that, but I, I, I've got to call a little bit of bullshit on that. You and I have just been down watching an episode of of a show where we looked at each other like, why would you tell them that? Right. Why would you tell them that?
0: And I do agree.
1: Right. Because sometimes
0: it's not worth making that person feel like um, insecure.
1: Right. If you were gaining weight and I I told you, you're like, your ass is looking a little... (laughs)
0: Yeah, I thick. mean, there are certain things you could probably keep to yourself.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. Now.
0: I agree. Yeah, okay. But if you think that it's going to be a deal breaker someday.
1: Yeah, well. Like,
0: you'd have to give that person an opportunity to turn turn it around. All right.
1: I, I just want to put an asterisk
0: by that one. <laughs> I agree. All right. Um. Well, and pretty much like he was just saying, you know, secrets end up dividing you. So if you are keeping secrets, you know, it's keeping you from sharing your whole self with me, which means like now we're divided. Okay. <laughs> well, and take out the fact like I don't I'm not talking like I think somebody's attractive or whatever. Well, oh, all right.
1: I mean, but I don't know how how much how far I want to I, I could just stop and talk about this. But I don't want to sit here and, and poo poo this guy's whole
0: Well, I'm what do you not agree with? That like you do you think well, that whole, you should have secrets? Well, I
1: mean define secrets. I mean the fact that I'm, you know, keeping a corpse hidden in the yard <laughs> you No, know, I probably wanna keep that one from you. <laughs> you can keep that from me. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean I don't know. I, I I don't want to go down a whole rabbit hole on this one. I I, I get what I get the premise. You know, mm-hmm. you should have open communication. Um, you know, you should be be discussing big things that are going on in your life and their life. I I I get all that, but obviously there are certain things every couple keeps to themselves, and it's probably better that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think there's a couple that exist that have revealed every inner thought and secret that's run through their mind. Well, their, I hope not, right? Because
0: I feel like that would just end up hurting feelings. So maybe, needlessly, right?
1: So maybe he's talking about big, big ticket items on that one, right? All right.
0: <laughs> well, and he was saying that you know, when you, when you are secretive, that um it makes the, the other person distrust you and then that ends up kind of so
1: how they know how would they if it's a secret how would they well, know to distrust well because
0: secrets have a way of coming out i mean let's be honest we know we know that secrets right. have a way of coming out all right and it better if it's something that you really think you know is going to hurt that person it that would breathe like distrust. But
1: the whole idea of the secret is so it doesn't come out. <laughs> That's why it's a secret. Well, and they do their best to keep it a secret. Mhm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm I'm just trying to give an example. I mean, let's let's say that I slid one of our daughters uh, $1000 under the table. Right. So as not to, you know, have to give the other two a thousand dollars, but they needed it and, and I didn't want you to know about it.
0: Uh you know? Right. But I, that doesn't hurt me.
1: Well okay, so that's the definition as long as it doesn't hurt you when you find out.
0: Well, I mean I I don't know. I do I have all the answers? No. I no, mean I, I read the article just like every you know, anyone else was I know, that's
1: why I'm just saying that one that one just takes some real thinking and You know, I I think in how they capture it in that sentence, don't keep secrets, secrets divide.
0: Right. Well, okay. Well, and and he also was saying that talking about hard stuff, it does build intimacy and security. Okay. Depending on, I mean, whatever.
1: Right. Also causes arguments. I'm not trying to be argumentative here with number four. (laughs) But number four is... Given me a little bit of angst.
0: Now I'm wondering how many secrets you have. I
1: don't (laughs) know. Man. No, I'm just saying that sounds so good on paper, but trying to apply it in everyday life, you know. Right. I was like, I I want to call bullshit. Right now, that guy, Mr. Manson, has got a secret he's keeping from his wife.
0: (laughs) I would bet it. I mean, I think that everybody has probably kept... Certain things from their spouse. It's just a matter of like on what scale okay. are you talking? All right. You let's, know? let's go to number
1: five. Maybe we'll find common ground in number
0: five. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, healthy relationship means two healthy individuals.
1: A healthy relationship means two healthy individuals.
0: So you're in control and you're in charge of your own happiness. Okay. That. You're not um, expecting that your partner is going to make you happy.
1: All right. I completely agree with that.
0: That you have your own likes, your own perspectives, interests, that you have your own time that's independent of the other.
1: Yeah. I mean, on that note, I mean, each, every single person goes through stages in their life where they're, they're down about something.
0: Right. And you know? I think that's fair. Yeah,
1: that's uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you think it's fair.
0: Well, no, but I think like th- there are times, you know, I've been unhappy about something and you've done your best to listen and do what you can to make the situation better. right? But does that mean that you were, you know, 100% in charge of making me happy? Correct. No. No. Like, that's my job.
1: Yes. And you, but you can only control that to a certain degree. I mean, if it went, let's say you, let's say you got into a funk, into a, a state of depression, and this went on for months and years. Right. And you weren't able to talk yourself out of this or talk yourself into the happiness. Right. And I was doing my best to support you because I think I'm thinking this is temporary, right? But now this is stretching into years,
0: right? Um, Well, then it's it's up to that other person to you know go get help, right? In whatever way is necessary to make yourself well
1: and to agree to get help, right? Okay, yeah, I agree.
0: Um, and that you kind of don't. Expect the other person to change the core of what they are, you know? Yes. So I think I completely agree with that one. Yep.
1: I'm, I'm not in disagreement.
0: Um, And then number six, uh, give each other space. Okay. So separate, you know, maybe separate checking accounts, s- separate friends, you know, Maybe you have some that are in common, but you have some that are just yours. Um and he even said separate bedrooms and bathrooms.
1: I think we we have got the market cornered <laughs> on this one. I think we have this one down.
0: Yeah, we definitely give yeah. each other. A space. We
1: almost have two separate lives in, in to some degree. Not really. Well, what I mean by that is we don't have um, we don't have co- I mean we have we have couples that we go to dinner with and stuff like that, but you have your set of friends. I have my set of friends. Right. I th- do. There's things that the, the hobbies that I like to do. I don't share. I mean, you don't really like to do, and vice versa. Right. You know. Um. I mean, and again, we we made that work. I'm not saying this is a is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in full agreement <laughs> with that.
0: But I think um, too that you know having separate space. For yourself, uh, and what I mean by that is, I we do sleep apart, and we have separate bedrooms. We also have separate bathrooms, but because of that, I think it keeps romance alive. It keeps like a certain spark there when you're not actively watching your spouse use the restroom or. You know, you're not building this resentment that happens sometimes when, you know, one person snores and, um, you know, you just don't have that.
1: No, I mean, that's why I think that's, that makes perfect sense. Um, the only part with that is if you have one, let's say one person's more insecure than the other one. That they always want to be with that person.
0: Well, and that um, that comes in later too. Talking about how um, you, when you give each other space, you're showing trust. Okay. And so you should be able to trust your spouse to go have drinks with friends and not think like ultimately they're cheating on you. Right. You know. And I think we have that. Completely. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why it feels so healthy to me that we do have separate stuff, that like we do give each other a a lot of space. And because I completely trust you, I don't think that you're out doing something that's disrespectful to me or, you know, what have you. And I know that you don't think that about me either. Correct. So I think that, I think that that's all very healthy. And I think like separate money too, you know, to have, I I think, you know, you should be asking each other what's okay to spend or whatever. Well, I don't think. And like the big stuff. Right. You know, we're together on. If I
1: drove in with a brand new truck and then look what I got.
0: (laughs) Right. That would give me pause. Right. Right. But I think, you know, you don't need to know every trip that I make to Target.
1: No. Hell No. No. (laughs) I do not.
0: (laughs) Nor do you want to. No, I do not. And how many pairs of shoes I have. Sometimes you like to ask me how many pairs of shoes or how many pair of leggings I have. And then I just like ballpark it.
1: Yeah, but I never, never do I think (laughs) why, I mean, that it's the source of tension.
0: No. It's kind of a
1: head scratch because you're buying those leggings and those shoes with your own money. Right. Now, if I'm constantly keeping you in shoes... (laughs) <laughs> then I I have a problem. I, that would right. be a, a problem.
0: Right. So yeah. Right. <laughs> um, okay. How many pairs shoes so, do you have? <laughs> I maybe maybe like two twenty five.
1: Two hundred and twenty five. <laughs>
0: 200, 225. Where,
1: ha- where where are they kept? Well, I have I was thinking 125, and I thought that was a 220. Where the hell are they? Well,
0: I've got a few closets going on. Here. Oh, my
1: God. Do you have a storage <laughs> room out in town?
0: Oh. Well, I have a Poshmark account, too. So if anyone wants to buy any of my shoes that I don't wear anymore. Holy shit. <laughs> they're on there. 225. Okay. <laughs> All
1: right, I don't feel bad about my four then, or six. (laughs) No,
0: but the difference is is that I buy like a $50 pair or a $40 pair, and when you get a pair of shoes, you get like a $100 pair.
1: I just bought a pair of shoes from China that took three months to get (laughs) here
0: for $29.99. Let's talk about your Lululemon pants.
1: Okay, let's talk okay, about my Lululemon. So I, I have—I'll
0: buy a pair of like American Eagle jeans for thirty bucks. Well, hang
1: on. I have five Lululemon pairs of Lululemon. Lemon.
0: Mm, I have five. 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 Okay. Right. But they're each like what, one thirty-eight a piece? Well, yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is that I've I'm got a pair have... of
1: jeans down in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> that I've had for the better part of fifteen years.
0: Yeah, I know. And
1: I try to get them patched, and you won't let me. Well,
0: no. You tell because, me to
1: throw them away. Yes, I have. Well, that's what I'm saying. So my five Nulu lemons, I'll have ten years from now.
0: No, I know, but what I'm saying is that I'll I might have more quantity.
1: Well, you have a lot more quantity.
0: But you have more quality. Like when you buy something, you buy like the very best that you can buy. Whereas I'm like, oh, this is cute and trendy, and hmm. I don't care if I just spend a What
1: would it. be the equivalent of a Louis Vuitton purse for a man? A wallet? No, but okay,
0: that's a whole different ball game. Oh, okay. A, I'll have those for life. Let me
1: see the brand name of my wallet that I've had have... for
0: 20 years. <laughs> I have... Oh, I'm
1: sorry. The, the tag is, oh, it's a fossil.
0: I bought that for you. Oh, you did? Yes, I did.
1: Oh, okay. So this <laughs> is going to be about worth your what a Louis Vuitton purse is?
0: <laughs> no, but I'll have those Louis for life. And i have my Lululemon's
1: probably for your life. Tell, you, tell me to get rid I'm of gonna it. I'm going to put
0: those in my will.
1: Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not, I'm calling bullshit on the, I have the higher quality.
0: Well, in certain things. Anyway. Okay. I
1: digress. <laughs> you digress.
0: We, we digress. All right. Um. So what am I on? Seven. You will both change. Embrace it. That's number seven. I think that's... So, you know, there'll be births, inevitable. deaths, moves, aging. Yes. And uh the one guy said, I married her, you know, 20 years ago and she was one person and I've fallen in love with her multiple times through our marriage because she's become somebody slightly different.
1: Oh, slightly.
0: Well, you know, with changes. Yeah, I mean...
1: Uh, that's where you have to have a level of practicality going into a relationship and a a level of maturity to absolutely understand that change is inevitable. Change is going to happen in all elements of your life to include your, your, your partner. Right. That's that. And and you're going to have to,
0: and it's going to be both um, mentally and physically. Yes. You know, and, Again, back to our wedding vows, you know, she's not always going to be this age and, you know, whatever. Right. So you have to kind of go with it.
1: And, and again, we, and we've talked about this on a prior episode that it's, it's only fair that if one person is keeping themselves up, that the other person really owes it to that other person to, to make every attempt to do the same.
0: Right. Right. But I think you know that this particular one, it was more you know aging. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm gonna be, you know, 60. I'm gonna be, you know, a little more wrinkly. Yeah. Like I can't help that.
1: But the good news is, so is the other person. <laughs> right. I think it's just when they talk about, you have to be okay with change. I mean, I don't think they're just talking about change in the other person you got to be okay for yourself to change as well. Right. And know it's it's coming. Yeah. Instead of falling into a funk that, oh, my God, I'm okay. turning 54.
0: Right, right. Right. Well, like you said the other day, I'm turning 54, and I said you're as old as the girls that you feel.
1: Ah, gra- <laughs> is that Grandma D? <laughs> yes. That wasn't Grandma D. That was a good one.
0: <laughs> okay. So, number eight, get good at fighting. And so he referenced another marriage psychologist named John Gottman. Um, They actually own like an institute, the Gottman Institute, and it's strictly for like marriage therapy.
1: Like how to fight, how to fight properly.
0: Well, one thing that he does is he puts a cu- like if there's like an ongoing issue with a couple, he puts them in a room with cameras and he tells them to go at it. Like, do what you do at home, fight the way you would fight at home.
1: If that was a reality show, I'd watch it.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: It's a great idea.
0: So he ended up coming up with, it's called the Four Horsemen of Divorce. Oh. So he says that these four biblical. things. Yeah. These four things are sure fire recipe for divorce. What are they? So during a fight. During a fight. So, number one, criticizing your partner. Okay. Number two, defensiveness, or like blame shifting. So, that person's always to blame. Okay. Number three was contempt. So, putting them down, making them feel inferior. All right. And number four was stonewalling, always withdrawing and ignoring. Oh,
1: the withdrawer and the (laughs) pursuer.
0: Okay. But always, you know... Just well I think that by withdrawing he means like not even engaging. You know, like never getting that out in the open.
1: So if there's a couple doing some self reflection listening to this or reading that article
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they say, Okay, yep, I do that. Yep, I do that. I certainly do that
0: Then it's time to make some changes.
1: It's it's you're saying bad new do-
0: It's time to Bad either, Moon rising. It's like, coming. You need to go to therapy. Oh. And, or, you know, somehow be able to get out of those habits. Mm. And unfortunately, you know, it's probably already been an issue in your marriage.
1: So those are the four horsemen of divorce.
0: Yes. Mm. So, um, he said, never name call or insult that you can hate the sin and not the sinner.
1: Uh, makes sense.
0: Um, no belittling or demeaning. And that is actually belittling and demeaning are the number one indicator of a divorce.
1: It's pending?
0: Mm hmm. Oh. Is that when you actually, like, you know, are making your partner purposely feel inferior and you're telling them, like, you're a piece of shit? Like, that is the number one. Yeah,
1: I I can see that once you go down that road, it, it would be hard to come back from that.
0: Right. Well, there have been many times that we have talked about, like how people that we know um, that either are married or have been married, that they have called each other certain names that I couldn't even imagine. No. Using that kind of language with you. No. Or you using it with me. No.
1: I don't believe you. I've you've ever called me a bastard. I don't believe I've ever called you a bitch. No. Ever.
0: No. I mean, maybe jokingly, but never seriously. No. Never like in a fight. No.
1: Even when I'm really angry at you, I've, I've never even been tempted to use those words.
0: Well, I just, and I think that
1: goes back to the respect piece.
0: Right. Yeah. Totally. Way to tie it in. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I do. <laughs> because it is belittling. And why would you want to make someone that you love feel like crap?
1: Right. But, I mean, in the heat of the moment, it's, I can see where it would be easy to let one, you know, fly off. Not, right. Not for me.
0: Well, but, and, I mean, there are certain things that maybe you could see saying and retracting, but, I mean, there are certain things you just can't take back. No.
1: But And, and I would imagine, I mean, for those who, who are in a relationship of prior to getting married, that's one of those cracks in the armor that you should detect. Because right. I would venture to guess if you're, you know, if you've been dating before you get married any significant amount of time, there's that type of person that is susceptible to that is going to probably let loose with one of those, but it's easy to overlook it.
0: Right. right. You know? Yeah.
1: Because oh, it'll be, it's a one-time thing or a three-time thing or it'll be better when we're married. He won't call me a see you next Tuesday once we're married.
0: <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Right. No, that would be the day. I mean, I cannot even imagine.
1: No, that's an that's a game changer.
0: That is a game changer. Yeah. Um, let's see. Don't rehash previous fights. So if you're constantly bringing back an old argument and never letting it lie, that that's like a indicator of divorce. Mm. So you're compiling every bad thing that they've ever done. And it's coming back into every so, fight that you have.
1: From that, I take if you're going to forgive someone, it's got to be 100%. You, then you have to forgive it. You can't right. keep going back to the well whenever you deem it necessary or you want to make that person feel like shit.
0: Right. You either
1: got to get out or you got to forgive. Right. You might not forget, but you got to forgive. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense
0: and you know that we've talked about that before too that you know it's like if you if you're going to forgive somebody you have to forgive them 100%. Right. You can't just like forgive them in the moment and then later on just be like, well remember when you did that. Right. You know, that's bullshit. That's not fair to the other person. No. And if you're not going to forgive them, fine. Then- but
1: I, and again, but I I'll, I'll go on to the and, and say that's not forgiveness is not one of those things that you can just flip the switch on.
0: Right. No, it's not.
1: You know, that's something that you're gonna to to do some self reflection and say, okay, that's where you got to get off your high horse. You're mightier than thou, and 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 really say, okay,
0: some self reflection,
1: right? All right, this person did did this. All right, I'm not without my faults, right? You know, right? I could have. This could have very been. Easily been me that that made this infraction, right? You know,
0: well, but that's like, hard to do. In like the case of cheating, you know, if you say that you're gonna forgive somebody and get over it, then you have to do that. Yeah, you can't just keep bringing it up well, and, or and not I, trust. I them. think if you
1: see the other person really has remorse, and you could, you know, when someone has remorse, right? You know, oh, totally. Um, if you cheated on me and i could tell that you really had remorse Mm
0: -hmm. i mean like it really was a mistake right yeah
1: i mean i can't imagine not being able i mean i I can't imagine taking one screw up and throwing down a 20-year marriage or 20 years being together when i know for a fact you are a good person in your core and you have been Mm -hmm. you're in entire time that I've known you. Right. Now that's, it's easier said than done, right, sitting in right. a room, like this. Well,
0: of course, yeah, we've never been in that
1: situation. Right, but I mean.
0: But I, I mean, there are other things too, and on like even a smaller scale, but it's like if I say that I forgive you, then it's got to be 100%. Yeah, you got to mean it. Right. Right. And it's not fair to... Say that I forgive you in the argument, and then you know, six months down the line, we're fighting about you know something else, and bring that back up right. yep. again.
1: It's
0: like you have to be able to bury it. I agree. You know, but like we, what you were saying too, I wanted to add to that is that you know being able to have self reflection too and ask yourself like, did I have something to do with you know this issue right is it just them or do i have a part in this too
1: no i agree
0: um okay and well so another one was uh being heard and respected so you know whether you agree with your spouse or not you're hearing what they have to say and you're respecting their opinion even if you don't believe it or even if it's not your perspective
1: well, I, I certainly think you have to have the ability to, to listen and really try to open your mind to, to the other person's, what the other person is trying to explain right. or their viewpoint.
0: Well, and I don't think that you always have to agree. No. It, I think there's a lot of times you can agree to disagree and still like have complete respect for their opinion. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Um, be willing to fight and argue in order to resolve. So don't avoid
1: mm, arguments. Withdraw, <laughs> pursuer,
0: don't avo- avoid fighting and never be able to resolve the conflict that's there. Right.
1: I don't want to rehash that episode, but I mean
0: No, that was a great episode though. No,
1: I know I know that, but I don't want to repeat it. The the, the whole idea is don't avoid an argument. Right. Well, if I, if I'm the withdrawer, which I you just am.
0: need a minute. It's not that you're like never coming back, right? Right. Th- that's what I meant by that one. Okay. So, like that person just somebody it completely, sealing
1: it off. Like this is it. We're not talking about it anymore. Right. Boom.
0: Yeah, and then right. zip it. <laughs> zip it.
1: Right. Not that. Yeah, not okay. That.
0: Got it. <laughs> that's a little inside joke. That is. He tells me to zip it.
1: <laughs> that that's what we do on united or on uh Southwest aircraft. You don't want we want someone to sit between us in the middle
0: seat. So we act like we're fighting and who right. tells me to zip it. I
1: see. As soon as someone says <laughs> I in that seat, I, I look at her like you zip it up now. <laughs> you zip it up. Well we
0: get off this plane, it's over.
1: Over. I am tired <laughs> of your shit. Yeah, they just keep going. It's
0: perfect. Yeah, now you have to look like you're sick. Yes. Yeah. Somebody's gonna steal that now. It's right because <laughs> it works like a charm.
1: It, I, I'll pass it up. <laughs> I'll keep going.
0: Oh, all right. So that was pretty much the end of that one. Except uh, he was just saying that being right is not always as important as you know, kind of just coming together and saying it's all good. Like the yeah. end.
1: Yeah. I mean, at some point you gotta. Each argument has to. And at some point, you got to move on. Right. Because you got to get ready for the next argument. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get ready for the next one if I'm still reliving this one. Right. Got it.
0: (laughs) Number nine, get good at forgiveness. So we just talked about that. When you can't resolve or agree, you forgive and respect. Right. That there is no scoreboard, you're not keeping score. No. Um, and that you can separate the intention from the behavior, which was kind of similar to what you were saying before, is that, you know, that person did not intend to hurt my feelings, you know, but they did something that did. Right. So I can forgive them for that. So kind yeah. of similar to what we were talking about before. I agree. Number 10 was little things can add up to big things. And... Basically, he was saying, don't stop doing the little things that you always did in the beginning because they add up to a bigger picture. Both good, so, and both
1: good and bad.
0: So, like, don't stop, you know, showing displays of affection. Don't stop holding hands. Don't stop giving kisses at the door when somebody walks in. Giving
1: compliments. Um,
0: don't start writing little cards. Don't stop, you know, giving little cards here and there or gifts. Um, Helping with chores, running errands, uh, don't stop putting effort into your appearance, Um, choose your partner before other things. Mm. So if it's something important to your partner, like you should choose them before answering the phone or, you know, hanging out with your friends if it's really important to your spouse to be with you. Right. For whatever reason. Um, And the other thing that he put in this category, which I think is super important, is that your spouse should be your number 1 priority. Your children should be number 2. Oh. Like even if your kids are little. Because your spouse is always going to be there. Yeah. And they were your relationship before you had children.
1: Yeah, I mean, once those kids get old enough, I mean, they're they're outie, you right.
0: know. Right. So and without you and you, they're, you know, Mother or father without the two of you they wouldn't be here anyway so if you can't keep your shit together and that even goes for people who are separated or divorced if they can't keep their shit together and have like an amicable situation where they can agree on what's happening with the kids then you know it all falls to shit anyway
1: well that and therein lies you I, I mean you have to have a united front and dealing with your kids
0: completely because
1: as a kid they will pair you right they will play one (laughs) off another for sure absolutely
0: I remember that that was one thing that we always used to joke about is that um Michaela would go to both of us Thinking that she could get one over on the other, like well, mom said I could do this or dad said I could do this, but we'd we would have already talked to each other. Sure. And she's like, "You guys never let me get away with anything." Like that's the one of the benefits of having parents who are together, right? And I'm because we did have such a great, you know, situation that way that we could talk to each other and it was like irritating to her cuz sure. she couldn't get away with
1: anything. No, I I, I But I think
0: I, you had the same kind of situation, right. right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm getting calls from Linda and she'll kind of give me her side before one of the girls can get on the horn with me and <laughs> Right.
0: Yeah. Pick well, the other one. and I think man, that is so important. Yep. No doubt. Um but anyway, making them your second priority and keeping your spouse as your first priority. I think That's a really good tip.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, Number 11, be practical and create relationship rules. Hmm. So who does what? uh, What are the deal breakers? I don't
1: know. Well, maybe, I guess, if it's not established. But, I mean, I think some of that just kind of happens. At least in our, I don't ever remember sitting down with you and, and writing out a rule book.
0: Not necessarily and who, and on, like, gonna, who does what. Right. I mean... Well,
1: I mean, that's what it said, right? I mean, that, or that was just an example.
0: Yeah, but I think for that's for, like, people who, you know, maybe they don't fall into those sort of roles uh, by nature. You know, pretty much, like, I fell into more of, like, the wifey, quote-unquote, type of a role because it was my nature. Right. So, you know, you... Do things in the garage and, you know, I vacuum. Right. But that came naturally. So we didn't really necessarily have to have like a rule book on that. But I could see how, you know, younger couples. Or a,
1: or two, a, a man and wife, or a, a couple that they're both doctors, they're both lawyers, they're both in the same, similar field.
0: Right. So they have the same kind of time. Right. Yeah.
1: They don't have a certain So then you role. probably
0: would have to have you know kind yeah. of like a, that would have to
1: be a discussion or fairly early on yeah before you even start thinking marriage
0: oh because sure. that,
1: that yeah. that's a deal breaker
0: yeah um but like what the other things that you have to you have rules on like what are deal breakers um what is considered cheating to you what? what's considered disrespect to you Um, and also another thing that we kind of already touched on was like how much money is too much before we should be having a discussion about something. Yeah. So like, can you go out and buy a truck without asking? Can you go out and get a pair of pants without asking? Of course.
1: Not Lululemons, apparently.
0: (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) I love your Lulu's.
1: I know you do. <laughs> I wasn't going to get another pair, but I think I'm keep
0: done. Cute butt, button those Lulu's. Cute button? Cute butt. Oh, cute butt. those Lulu's. <laughs> you know, you can get as many pair Lulu's I love Lulu's. <laughs> or like a uh, golf club.
1: <laughs> yeah. The um, Lululemons don't wrinkle, I'm telling you.
0: No. Oh, should we do a Lululemon commercial?
1: We, we, we really should. Okay. From, a, from a male perspective. Feel perspe-
0: free. Okay. How do you feel about their pants, John?
1: They are the best pants. You can wear them on a golf course. You can wear them in the boardroom. You can wear them at a funeral. I mean, these things are a fire and forget weapon. You can wad them up and put them in your... They, they're literally incapable of wrinkling. Yeah. And they're good quality and they look they good. They look nice. They do.
0: You wore them to a funeral with a suit jacket and a tie. I did. And you wore them with like a t-shirt. Yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah. They go with everything. I took
1: them out to Vegas, and I literally wadded them things up and stuck them in the corner of my suitcase to come back,
0: uh-huh.
1: and when I got them out, I freaking hung them up, <laughs> and they looked perfect. Okay,
0: so they're the ABC Classic Pant from it,
1: Lululemon. That's right. Mm-hmm. Not the skinny pant.
0: The classic.
1: The classic. They're just straight. Straight, yep. yeah. Yeah.
0: They are really nice yep, and they change that. colors for the season so they have a the basic colors are um like khaki, navy, charcoal, and black and then depending on the season they'll add like a light beige for right. spring, summer, they'll do like a hunter green. Yeah,
1: they're a good pant. In Lugu- the winter? We should be being paid for this for moving I'll,
0: I'll hashtag them in this oh, one. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. It's all good.
0: Good pants. <laughs> um, but they don't give a military discount to spouses. Oh, they don't? Just to you. Well, yeah,
1: but I could me. buy it. You could just give it no, to me. No, you
0: can't even buy me anything. What? It? That's what she said.
1: I think she's full of shit.
0: No, I've heard that before, too. You can only buy yourself stuff. No way. You can't get a military discount for stuff for me. Wait a minute. Really? Except at Christmas. Oh. Yep. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so that part sucks, but um, so number twelve. Okay. And the final one. Yes. Is learn to ride the waves. Learn to ride the waves. So when life ebbs and flows, when marriage changes, um, you are still together.
1: Roll with the punches. Roll with it. Don't take everything so damn serious.
0: Right, and just keep in mind that you know. There's not always going to be a wave. You're not always going to be, you know, super excited and happy with each other. Um, but in the end, you're still with each other. And you it's the two of you. Yeah. You're the team.
1: Team Purcell.
0: Yes, team Purcell.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. You have to continue being a team and, you know, and love each other.
1: And I do children. not disagree with any of those.
0: So, what did you think about it?
1: About the book or about the article?
0: Yeah, like, did you think? Because I thought that I thought it was a really good talking point. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's certain things, certain elements in there that I would s- Yeah, they kind of sound good on
0: paper. Well, the secrets one—I know you have a real issue with. Yeah,
1: well, I not not because I have secrets, but because everybody has secrets. <laughs> but by and large yes i mean i can see that somebody using those talking points as a good self-reflection or conversation piece with a prospective mate to maybe just get get things out front get left of bang so to speak about certain elements that could be deal breakers you know
0: well i think like the whole thing with you know having rules is that you know then you avoid having any kind of resentment. Yes. Like, you know, there he goes throwing his socks on the floor. You know, every single day he's throwing the socks on the floor. He knows it's like it's something that irritates me, you know. Right. And you're just letting it build and build and build. And I think those are the kinds of things that end up being like the major cracks that you can't. Together anymore.
1: Yeah, socks are, are deal breakers.
0: <laughs> well, that was just my example. There. I know. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I it's the little resentments that end up being the cracks.
1: I know. <laughs> no, you're right. I think there's goodness in listening to that.
0: Um. Yeah. So, anyway, I thank you so much for doing this with me. Today
1: yes. Because I'm, I'm, I
0: know you're slightly hesitant about being see. a two in a rower. Yes. 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 But I
1: like just popping it it. in on occasion.
0: I know, but so, I really needed you for this one. I know, I'm
1: here for you. Right? See, I, I, I mean,
0: had I read those myself, it would have been very lackluster. No,
1: you're right. <laughs> one one of those 12, I just performed.
0: Yes. Well, and I always appreciate you. I know you
1: do. You tell me that. So, <laughs> all good.
0: And yesterday, I told you how hot you were.
1: I know. I think, do I have to go and shovel? <laughs> Pretty soon.
0: Yeah, it's oh. coming down.
1: Yeah, great. Love Wisconsin. Love the snow.
0: (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) thank you everyone for joining me today. And I love to hear from everyone. So if you have any commentary or questions or anything, you can DM me on Instagram, better me podcast, or you can email me better me podcast at gmail.com. Also, I really appreciate when you rate and review And I love five-star ratings. So thanks, everybody, who's done that for me. And thank you for some recent reviews. Much appreciated. So until next time, thank you, John. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.